For the next hour, you'll be leaving the show me state and entering the show me the money state. So stop what you're doing, grab a pen, and get ready to learn, people. Because you're tuned to the Ozarks' number one show about your money. Randy Floyd, founder of Floyd Financial Group, will be your guide for straight talk about living the life you deserve in retirement. Prepare to be empowered. Now, here's your show me the money host, Randy Floyd. Thank you so much and welcome to Show Me the Money with Randy and Jake Floyd, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to help you reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. My name is Jeff Shade and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions. But the words of wisdom and solid advice come from Randy and Jake Floyd, a Floyd Financial Group. Randy, first off, how are you doing today? Doing very well, Jeff. How about you? I am doing great, thank you. Always glad to be with you and Jake on the radio. And Jake, how's the day treating you so far? So far, so good. It's starting to cool off a little bit. It's a little hot last week, a couple of days, but cooling off just nicely. You bet. The seasons are going to change pretty soon. The uh, leaves are going to be changing. And in some parts of the country, in the south, the license plates change colors, too, because they all come from the north there. We welcome the snowbirds coming down to the southern states. (laughs) Anyway, everybody is welcome here on Show Me the Money, and we hope everybody's doing well today, too. It is a Saturday, and that is Show Me the Money Day. On today's program, gentlemen, I thought we would talk about something that I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Randy and Jake, may be one of the most asked questions, one of the most asked questions, not the most, but that is about pensions, whether or not I should take a lump sum or take it in a monthly annuity. Do you often get that question? Oh, about five times a week. Okay. Once a day, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, once in a while that comes up. No, I mean, it really is. You know, there's not that many people that actually have pensions anymore. But for those that do, of course, that is the issue is, you know, do I take this lump sum? Do I take it monthly? How much is my payment going to be? And oh, by the way, if I kick the bucket early, what happens to my spouse? You know, do they get it? Are they going to get a portion of it? You know, and so, yeah, we get that question all the time. And I would imagine that most people these days, correct me if I'm wrong again, that most people do not have pensions. Have you seen a steady decline in that over the years? Yeah, I think right now it's something like about 15% of the general working population will have access to a pension. And, you know, when you think about it, you really put that together, you know, since a lot of uh, those people are still municipal type workers, people that, you know, work for cities and maybe law enforcement, maybe firefighters, you know, school teachers, people that work for state funded universities and that sort of thing. So when you think about, you know, what percent that actually is, I think if you had those few that I just named and kind of tossed them out, there's only a very few more that really have, you know, pension plans left out there. I know here locally in our neighborhood, what we see is, uh, you know, we have the, and I never can't remember what the name of this place is because it's been so many things over the years. It used to be French's, then it was Durkee French, then it was Rick at Benkeiser, and I'm not sure... (laughs) <laughs> what it is now, what it is now, but it's been it's been so many things, sure. and then it was, and of course McCormick now owns them, right. so uh, right. it's kind of crazy what it's been. But we have those guys, and 3M has a plant here that's been here since I was, oh my goodness, just a youngster, and then we have a few others, but a, a company called Lily Tulip that uh, right. now is owned by I think Sweetheart Cup. So a few people like that, but for the most part, pensions are pretty well gone. But for those that do have them, uh, it's a really important piece and gives them, as we talk about on here a lot of times, that third leg to the stool. Yeah, so if you've got a pension, you're especially lucky. And I would imagine that the answer to this next question would apply to almost anyone who is getting a lump sum payout. It doesn't necessarily have to be a pension. It could be somebody who has a settlement from a lawsuit or something like that, or maybe they have been lucky enough to win the lottery. But the big question is, do I take it all in one lump sum or do I take a monthly annuity? Is there an equation that you use to figure out which is the best way to do that? You know, well, generally, Jeff, what we see now, there's exceptions to every rule. So we're going to talk in general terms today. I will talk about one specific event that was pretty unique to what I've seen over the last you know, couple of decades of doing this. So as a rule, what we look at is if the lump sum that they're going to pay, if I can generally get a 5% return on my investment, it's probably just about going to equal what people can get in a pension. And many times it does not include a survivor benefit for their spouse. So what I'm saying by that is this, if I've got a million dollars in a pension plan and they're offering to pay, say, $3,500 a month, 
to myself, let's say it's me, and then and then my wife, should something happen to me, well, you know, 3500 a month is about 42000 a year, so I only need a 4.2% return on that million dollars if I took it lump sum to really make that work out to my favor. Because a couple of things we have to remember is when we do actually take our monthly annuity payment, what happens to the cash balance? Well, it goes away. Right. You know, and so now what we have is we have that $3,500 a month. And while that's guaranteed, yes, what if something, you know, actually came along where I needed to access more money? Now that I've turned on my life annuity, I get that monthly payment, I could be between a rock and a hard spot. That's exactly right, Randy. And I would imagine that one of the calculations that you have to figure out, too, is a break-even period. Explain that, if you would, please. Yeah, so basically, you know, what we look at is, can you live long enough right. <laughs> to break even? Right. <laughs> is one of the things that we, that we have to look at. do you want to live long do enough? Do you want to live long enough? Well, I want to live as yeah. long as I can. Yeah, and, and that is true. And again, I, I think what it always gets back to, as we look at many, many, many of these, these pension programs, there are not very many that are going to give you more than a 5% payout. Mm-hmm. Again, meaning this. If you've got a million dollars, you know, in the pension plan lump sum, there may be some that will pay you 5%, maybe even 5.5%, which would be between fifty dollars and $55,000 a year. Now, if you want it to, to survive and go to your spouse, or in some cases you can do it to a child if you're not married, you can mm-hmm. you can have a period of time where they would get it. If you're going to do that, I mean, that's what you're going to get is 5 to 5.5% and you give up the lump sum. So I look at it this way. So let's say that I took that million dollars and I pulled $50,000 a year off of it how long does it take me to eat up that million dollars? Yeah. Well, it takes 20 years if I never make one red cent with that money. Exactly, 20 years. You know, and if I'm living, if I, I mean, if I'm retiring at age 65, that means I got to live to 85. Right. And uh, last time I checked, uh, here in Missouri, our, our average age, are you ready for this, was 79. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. 79. So, so <laughs> in that case, it would make more sense to take the lump sum, I would think. Absolutely. I think another part of that too, Jeff, is that like Randy said, if you made 0% interest, that money would last 20 years. But if you can make even 3%, you cannot live long enough. There's nobody alive today that lived long enough to run out of money. And so we don't like giving up all those options. Like Randy said, if we take the pension, we lose the lump sum, which really takes a lot of our options off the table. We really want to have a flexible plan and be able to have flexible income if that's something the client would like. Yes, and I have a pension too. And when that decision came, I figured that taking the lump sum was the better way to go because I figured with a financial advisor such as you that I could make more than 5% over the period of time. But I think longevity and how long you're going to live is probably one of the main factors that you have to consider when taking this pension. Do you find that most pensions have a COLA or a cost of living adjustment? You know, it varies. Some do, some don't. And that's something that is, you know, each plan has its own setup there. You know, for most of the teachers' uh, pensions and things around the country, they do have a cost of living adjustment. And we find that many of the older ones that have been around for a long time have a a COLA out there. But a lot of them, and again, it's going to be each individual situation, a lot of those do not have a COLA. And once you turn them on, it's a flat rate. That's what you get, you know. The thing that, too, that we haven't talked about that I think is pretty important, you know, a lot of folks, and I don't know about you, Jeff, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll ask you, you know, uh, do you want to leave an inheritance to your kids? Well, I want to leave an inheritance to my kids, but my kids don't necessarily need it at all. So I'm going to say, in this case, no. Yeah, so, you know, if you take, if you take the pension... One thing that you're sure of is you're not going to leave them that lump sum. Right, (laughs) Right? exactly, right. (laughs) I mean, it's just done. That's over. So it's something else to think about because I know for a lot of people, that's a very important, you know, aspect of of what they do and how they build their estate plan. And we always ask people, you know, hey, on a scale of one to 10, one being not very important, 10 being very important, Mm -hmm. how important is it that you leave an inheritance to your kids? And so, you know, if you're going to take the uh, pension and take the monthly income, income. And for most people, when they take that monthly income, it's not going to be something where they're going to have, you know, $100 bills laying around everywhere because they can't spend all the money that's coming in from their pension. Right, right. (laughs) They're going to be able to pay their bills and and live along just fine. And and it gives them that guarantee. And some people like that security blanket of knowing that monthly check is coming, but there's not going to be an inheritance left. Whereas if we have the setup where we we go ahead and we take the lump sum and we invest that money 
pulling that same 5% you know, rate, we're probably going to have a pretty substantial amount of money to leave for the kids. Do most pensions have the option where you have a survivor's benefit you can pick that you can leave 100% or 50 or 75, something like that? Yes, most do, and and that's something we always have to talk about with people. You know, there's two ways to approach that. One is we go ahead and we take the maximum benefit for the one person and buy a life insurance policy on them to, you know, make the spouse whole and give them the ability to get some income from an investment once we have passed away. The other thing is to go ahead and build it in where you can, and generally you have this option where it says, hey, pay me X amount and I want 100% to go to my spouse when I die, or pay my spouse 75% when I die, or maybe 50. You can, there's lots of different choices that you can have out there. Some plans, uh, especially with teachers' retirements and things we see out there, you could even take a partial lump sum and reduce your permanent pension amount and still leave a survivor benefit. So if you wanted to, I guess, pay off a house or whatever, the thing I always caution people with on that, unless you put that into an IRA, when you take that lump sum out, you're going to pay the taxes on that, and you may not want to do that. So there's just a, a lot of factors as we're coming to the end of this first segment here. I know there's a lot of factors that we've talked about here that really, at first blush, you don't think about. But when you really start getting into it, it's it's a little more complex than one might think. Yeah, and because you mentioned it, uh, most pensions are taxable, are they not? Yes, they are. All right, so the tax man cometh. We're talking all about pensions here. That is the theme of our show here on Show Me the Money. Today with Randy and Jake Floyd of Floyd Financial Group. Once again, if you would like a comprehensive, no-cost, no-obligation financial review that might lead to a financial plan, with Randy and Jake, we're offering it at no cost, no obligation this week for our loyal listeners. Actually, any listener to this radio program, to get yours, call 417-889-7233. 417-889-7233. You can also request your complimentary plan online at floydfinancialgroup.com. floydfinancialgroup.com. There's no time like the present to get in and get your plan. It's your money. Keep it that way. FloydFinancialGroup.com. Time to take a break, gentlemen. When we come back, we'll continue to answer questions about pensions and more when our show continues here on 104.1 FM KSGF, where Springfield comes to talk. As the world and our country resets from the pandemic, new challenges are arising every day. Inflation, rising interest rates, volatility in the stock market, and geopolitical threats. While we can't control what happens in the world around us, we can control how we protect ourselves from what comes our way. Randy and Jake Floyd of Floyd Financial Group have built their business by helping people right here in Springfield defend their retirement plans so they can be prepared for times like these. This means having a strategy to combat inflation and minimize exposure to risk. The commitment to be a trusted partner and ally to the hundreds of families they serve through good times and bad is the philosophy that Floyd Financial Group has been built on. If you're anxious about the future of your wealth, your ability to combat inflation and exposure to risk, Floyd Financial Group is here to help you. For a no-cost, no-obligation, no-judgment financial review, call 417-889-7233 or request it online at floydfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Floyd Financial Group, LLC. When it comes to something really important, like your retirement planning. Have you ever felt like people are talking at you instead of to you? Things are different at Floyd Financial Group. We understand that there's a person, a story, and a lifetime of hard work that built that nest egg, and we never forget how much is riding on it. At Floyd Financial Group, our professionals can help create a plan that's all about you, not just your portfolio. Call us today at 877-889-PLAN to schedule your free review. That's 877-889-7526. Hi, this is Randy Floyd from Floyd Financial Group. At Floyd Financial Group, we pursue excellence in the delivery of wealth and comprehensive retirement planning. We help you develop a plan to achieve specific outcomes so that you can use your life savings to make an impact you desire. We speak your language so you can clearly understand all the components of your plan. Here at Floyd Financial Group, our client relationships are at the core of everything we do. We cherish the relationships we've built with our clients over the past years, and we have earned their trust and confidence in our retirement process. Retirement should be more than about just money. It should be about the people and things that are most important to you. If you'd like to meet with us to discuss your life goals and financial opportunities, schedule a free financial review with no obligations. Our number is 417-889-7233. That's 417-889-7233. Or visit us online at floydfinancialgroup.com. That's floydfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Floyd Financial Group, LLC. Ready for a heapin' helpin' of some more real talk? 
Thought so. Here's another serving of Show Me the Money with your server, Randy Floyd. Welcome back, everybody. This is Randy and Jake. You're listening to Show Me the Money. And in this segment, we're going to continue in the vein of pensions, but also about a little bit about taxation of pension plans. Yeah, Randy. And in the last segment, we talked about taxes. We just touched on it a little bit and the fact that uh, pensions certainly are taxable. But there's really more to consider than just that, right? Well, there is. One thing I want to point out, though, right away is that, you know, let's let's say that you are a uh, state worker and you have like a Moser's plan here or you have of uh, PSRS, that's a teacher's uh, retirement system, uh, the public retirement system here for the state of Missouri. If you have a pension from there up to around $100,000 in uh, that pension, you don't pay any state tax. So that's one thing to consider. Now, I know some states, you know, like you go to you go to uh, Texas and some of those, they don't worry about state taxes. They just get that from property tax. But anyway, here in the state of Missouri, we do pay up to as much as 5.9% in taxes to the state. But if you have a Missouri state pension of some sort, you're not going to pay that tax up until you get to that around that $100,000 mark. So that's a really important benefit and potentially, you know, $5,000, almost $6,000 a year in tax savings for people there. So one of the things that comes up is, you know, uh, people say, well, you know, if I decide not to take the pension and I'm going to move that money out lump sum, uh, what are the taxes going to be? You know, we get that question and we're like, okay, well, you don't have to worry about that because what we're going to do is we're going to do this properly. We're going to roll that lump sum pension out into an IRA. And when you do that, that's an individual retirement account in a a traditional type, not a Roth. Uh, When you do that, that money all moves over tax-free. And then when you turn on your monthly distribution through your IRA, whatever you want that to be, and you don't have to take anything out of there until age 72, I might add, that's when you have to start taking required minimum distributions. But uh, when you turn that income on, then is when you will pay the tax on that money there. So again, the roll it out, lump sum to an IRA. Uh, at this point in time, some people say too, well, you know, I don't need this money for a few years. Maybe I should look at doing a Roth conversion. So what the Roth conversion says is basically, let's get some of this money converted from taxable or pre-tax money. In other words, it went in there. I didn't pay any taxes when it went in. Now that I'm I'm going to start withdrawing it, I have to pay the taxes. But by putting it into a Roth and letting it lay there for five years, it can be invested, you know, and making money. After the fifth year, you can pull all of that money out, all the gains and everything for the rest of your days. You can pull all that out tax-free. And I might add, when it passes to your beneficiaries, they will have to take withdrawals and take that out, but it's going to come out to them tax-free as well. So sometimes, you know, the Roth conversion can make sense. Are pensions taxed at uh, ordinary income rates? I mean, is it the same as everything else? They are taxed at ordinary income rates. That's a really good question, by the way. Again, just we have the one exception for the state and uh, municipal right. uh, and the, you know, the teachers' pensions, that sort of thing. But they are taxed that way. One thing about the Roth conversion, because we often get this question, you know, hey, I'm 65. I want to convert part of this million dollars that I've got in my IRA or in my lump sum pension. I want to convert this, you know, to a Roth IRA. So uh, when we look at that, they're looking at that from a tax perspective because, you know, most people are just like me, Jeff. I want to pay every red cent I owe, but not one more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> in, the ta- on, in tax burden. Right. So when we start to look at that, we have to really run the math. <laughs> and so based on what your social security income is going to be, maybe what your spouse's income would be or what their pension or social security, or maybe even their wages would be, we have to look at what it does to us in tax brackets. And so as we've talked about it here many times before, we have Rod Link here in the office that can run these conversion numbers for you. Mm-hmm. And it's worth doing many times for people's peace of mind to know that they didn't overlook it. <laughs> you know, so right. I had a guy a couple of weeks ago that that's exactly what we did. He called up and says, hey, I think I want to convert to a Roth. And so we looked at doing that. And what we discovered was that uh, it just didn't make any sense for him to do it. It was going to cost him 30% even to do it over five to seven years. And now you got 30% less money to work with. Uh, and he's near, you know, he's getting near to re- uh, retirement age. So uh, we did the math, we looked at it. And for him, it just didn't make sense to do the Roth conversion. 
However, I will say this, if you're younger, and we've even had some people here in the last few years that have been retiring really early at 52, 53, 55 through there, if you've got 10 years or more to do the Roth conversion, depending on how much you're doing, it could be that it would make sense for you to look at doing that and knowing then that you're going to get tax-free income for the rest of your days, and you can pass that on to your beneficiaries tax-free as well. We're talking about pensions today on Show Me the Money with Randy and Jake Floyd of Floyd Financial Group. Randy, this is a question that I get once in a while, and I'll just turn it over to you. Can you collect Social Security and a pension at the same time? Absolutely, you can. And that's really one of the benefits, like we talked about earlier. You know, we have Social Security, we have our pension benefit, right. and then we saved in our 401k. So remember this, you know, your your pension is what's called a defined benefit plan, mm-hmm. and your 401k is what's called a defined contribution plan. So the defined benefit plan says, hey, we kind of know what we're going to come out at. The contribution plan says, well, based on what the market does and how much we put in, it's how we're going to come out. And of course, Social Security. Security is based on our wages, you know, that we earn. Now, I have heard that there are some types of pensions that can reduce Social Security payments. I don't know if that's true. Do you know anything about that one? Sure. So what it amounts to is for people that have worked uh, many times, maybe for a state government, uh, maybe even a municipality in some cases, and especially this is true for teachers in the state of Missouri. Mm-hmm. For teachers in the state of Missouri, whatever their pension is, they take two-thirds of that and subtract that from their potential Social Security benefit. And then you find out whether or not you're underwater and you get Social Security or not is really kind of what it boils down to. Now, that's Mm -hmm. a very, very simplified explanation of that. I will say that there's some other moving parts to that. Let's say uh, we see this once in a while. Let's say somebody has worked in another capacity for 15 or 20 years other than in the public sector. And then they go and they work 15, 20, 25 years in the public sector where they have what's called a non-covered pension. In other words, we didn't pay into Social Security while we worked and we got that pension. So there's a there's a graduated scale that I do not have it committed to memory. But mm-hmm. let's put it this way. If you had 30 years of service prior to being involved in the sector where you're going to get your public pension, uh, there will be no government pension offset. I want to say that again, there will be no government pension offset. But if it's 20 years, 15 years, 25 years, there's a multiplier that's out there that you can get to on the Social Security website that tells you, you know, what we're going to use as a multiplier against the pension to see how much of your Social Security gets offset. Now, I know that is a mouth full. But, <laughs> but again, if we if you come in to, to see us, we, right. that's something we can help you dissect. It's not something you need to have to do on your own. Right. That's for sure. And I'm going to backtrack on taxes here a little bit. I should have asked you this, but it just came to mind. Can you have uh, taxes withheld from most pension payments? You can. You can also have it held, withheld from your Social Security check. And then, of course, okay. we can also withhold it from any uh, 401k or any investment products that you may have through us here. We can get uh, taxes withheld to whatever we need. And, of course, we have, again, we have Rod Leak here to help us figure out exactly what you're going to owe in taxes so there's no surprises. Randy, about once a year, I get a little statement about the health of my pension, and I'm always worried that my pension may run out. Mine is in pretty good shape, but can indeed a pension run out? Yeah, they absolutely can. If they get underfunded, if there was some maybe less than good investments, you know, underneath that pension plan, yes, they can lose enough money to where they can get to a position where they're insolvent and they can't pay benefits. And you know what happens then, right? That's when the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation comes in. Mm. That's the government again. Right. <laughs> sort of, is that sort of like the FDIC or something? I mean, it's got four well, letters four, four letters uh, to it. A little bit, yeah, because it is an insurance program. Like right. the FDIC, the Federal Depositors Insurance Corporation, banks you know, and financial institutions that use FDIC insurance pay into an insurance program is basically right. what it amounts to. And the Pension Guarantee Association is no different. In fact, I know that I think it's $86 per year per participant that small companies will pay in and for large companies with multiple locations it's up to like $21 per year per participant that they pay in for insurance to make sure that there will be some benefit if somehow the nest egg, if, uh, if you will, of the pension uh, goes south. And I might point out that not all pensions are guaranteed by the uh, PBGC either, but some pensions are. So I would imagine that once a year, most people, Randy, correct me if I'm wrong here again, 
that you should, if you got a pension, be receiving some sort of statement every year that tells you the health of your pension, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's a report that everybody gets if you have a pension that talks about you know where the pension is, how how well it's funded. Uh, also, one of the things we're going to talk about here in a minute is as I work longer, can my pension lump sum? Is it going to be guaranteed to go up? Is it going to go down? Is it going to move sideways? You know, what do we know about that? And we're also going to talk about how often do pensions fail. All right. Well, I hope it's not that often. Well, let's go ahead and get to it right now then before the break. (laughs) How often do pensions fail on average? Well, I think most of the time, I think if we looked at it nationally, it's probably in this 15 to 20% range. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are bunches, I mean, there are thousands of pension plans out there still, even though it's only 15%. One of the things that, that we know is that when the Pension Guarantee Association takes over, you're most likely not going to get all of your benefits. Now, I say most likely. We know the Teamsters was one here that recently it's had a whole bunch of trouble across the country. And, you know, they have the Pension Benefit Guarantee Association or corporation working with them now across the country. But most people are going to get all their benefits through the Pension Guarantee. But it can be that uh, they would only pay as much as 50% of the benefit, depending on what kind of shape, you know, your particular plan is. So 16% of people saw their benefits fall by an average of 24% when those companies got in trouble. We're talking about pensions with Randy and Jake Floyd here of Floyd Financial Group. Hope you're having a good Saturday morning and enjoying the show. Once again, questions about pensions or if you would like to get in and get a complimentary, no cost, no obligation financial review, which could lead to a plan with Randy and Jake. Chance for you to sit down and ask your particular questions and get your individual answers. No cost, no obligation, and most importantly, no judgment. To get yours, call 417-889-7233. 417-889-7233. You can also request it online at Floyd floydfinancialgroup.com it's floydfinancialgroup.com time to take a break gentlemen when we come back we'll continue our conversation on pensions when our show continues here on 104.1 fm ksgf where springfield comes to talk If the fuel gauge in your car were broken, would you know how far you could drive before running out of gas? Well, not knowing how long your money will last in retirement is a lot like driving a car with a broken fuel gauge. You just don't know how far you can go. Randy and Jake Floyd at Floyd Financial Group want you to know that there's no need to live with the stress of uncertainty. At Floyd Financial Group, they have secure and principal-protected solutions that can guarantee lifetime income, protect you from market losses, and even provide for long-term care should you need it. If you want to learn how to create a more secure retirement, provide for your loved ones, and potentially reduce your tax burden, schedule your complimentary no-obligation financial review by calling 417-889-7233 or visit floydfinancialgroup.com. Take control of your financial future by requesting your complimentary no obligation retirement review. You can also do it online at floydfinancialgroup.com. That's floydfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Floyd Financial Group, LLC. Retirement is supposed to be about freedom, not survival. After a lifetime of hard work, nobody ever dreamed of just making it through retirement. At Floyd Financial Group, we believe you can thrive in retirement. That's why our professionals help create strategies that integrate your lifestyle goals and your finances into one comprehensive plan. If you're ready for a different approach, call us today for your complimentary review at 877-889-PLAN. That's 877-889-7526. You've watched your retirement accounts and portfolios grow for the last decade through a fantastic market. Now you're 10 years closer to retirement, and the markets are still at or near all-time highs. But it feels like there's more uncertainty than ever as we're still dealing with the effects of a global pandemic and all the changes that could occur with the new administration. All of this might have you wondering, am I still doing the right thing? Should I shift my investments around or hold steady? But who do you turn to for guidance? The HR person at work? The 800 number on your financial statement? Probably not. When it comes to something as important as your retirement, you should probably call Floyd Financial Group right now to schedule your free no-obligation portfolio and retirement account review. There are retirement planners and investment advisors that have helped thousands of people on a personal basis and would be happy to do it all for you, too. Call 417-889-7233 to schedule a free review or go online to floydfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Floyd Financial Group, LLC. floydfinancialgroup.com. 
Back with your financial catch of the day, and it's a big one. Here's more Show Me the Money Radio with your host, Randy Floyd. Welcome back, everybody. This is Randy and Jake. You're listening to Show Me the Money, and continuing along with our pension discussion today, let's talk a little bit about how pensions are funded and how interest rates may affect your lump sum pension. And we'll start right off the top, Randy. How are pensions generally funded? So generally, you know, when you go to work somewhere after you've passed your probationary period, if you still have a pension, they're going to go ahead and start to fund that pension plan for you. And then it's funded each year that you're there and as you work and as you make more salary. In many cases, that pension is bumped up to where you get more and more and more. They're trying to help as much as possible, I guess, to get your pension as close as maybe what you were, you know, working full time, what you were receiving then. Mm. However, I noticed that most pensions don't really quite go there. There are a few exceptions to that, though, that we have seen where right around here in Springfield, there's some there's some pretty good pension plans for some companies around here that we have seen for sure. But what I really want to get down to here is right now, you know, Jeff, we've been seeing uh, Jerome Powell here since last November starting to raise the Fed funds rate. And the Fed funds rate is the amount of interest that banks pay for loans to the Federal Reserve Bank. And Jerome Powell is our guy that controls that interest rate. And of course, most people listening here have probably heard us talk about the fact that he's going to have to really take us, if not to the edge, we think to the depths of a recession here Mm. uh, to really get things under control. So if we look back over our shoulders and we talk about interest rates, and we've talked about this on the show before, but if we look back to the last time we really had high inflation in the 70s and right up through 1980, interest rates in in 1962 on the 10-year Treasury bill. So the 10-year Treasury bill is a bond that our federal government issues for 10 years and they pay this interest. Well, that was 4% in 1962. And then by 1981, that same instrument paid Mm 15.39% at the high. Uh, And what ran that up there, really pushed that up there, was Paul Volcker was our Fed chairman at that point in time. And he succeeded a guy that was not able to really get inflation under control. And he came in and put us on economic chemotherapy by putting rates through the roof. Nearly killed us, but it got us beyond inflation. And then what happened was from about 1981, when interest rates on that were 15.39, through August of 2020, so we're talking 39 years, nearly 40 years, interest rates really as a macro went down, 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 down to 0.53 from 15.39. Today, interest rates are going up, and, and Jerome Powell started last November to raise rates. And so as he does that, what's happening here, and, and, and uh, you know, he'll be, he says he's going to continue for a while. As he does that, it does affect the lump sum calculation on pension plans. Now, maybe not everyone, but most of these pensions uh, that we're talking about are insured by the Pension Guarantee uh, Association or corporation that we've talked about. As these things adjust, there's certain rules and guidelines that they must follow to be able to be insured by the Pension Guarantee Corporation. And so one of the things that happens is the underlying asset for a lot of these pension funds are bonds and fixed uh, income instruments. And so as interest rates rise and as he pushes these interest rates higher, two things are happening, Jeff. Number one, as Jerome Powell pushes interest rates up, it's starting to kill the economy and slow us down, which we need. We need to slow things down so we can right the ship. But also what it does is it affects the value of any fixed income investments that have been bought over the last 10, 15 years, but really even and and much closer than that even, that are at really low interest rates. And so as he pushes interest rates higher, all of the underlying assets in these pension plans get devalued. What a lot of people are facing right now is they're looking at a situation coming up here really in the next 30 to 60 days where it's going to be determined how much their pension plan, their lump sum pension plan, and how much ultimately their monthly income, if they even take the monthly payment, how much it's going to go down. Mm. And we know that it is going to go down. There's really not a question of that, unless, of course, here over the next 
week or so, he would change his mind and put interest rates back to zero, which I don't look for. <laughs> no. But even so, it's going to go. It's going to go down. So this brings up an interesting situation for a lot of people. That is, if you were thinking of retiring in the next year or two, you may want to go ahead and pull the trigger now before your pension gets revalued. Right. And so, and, and in some cases here, we may be looking, and, and I don't want to scare people to death here, but we might be looking somewhere between 10 and 25% adjustment in what your lump sum pension could be. So what that means is that if you if you elect to work the next two years and interest rates even stay flat from where they're going to be in a couple of months here, you may actually work those years and have a decrease in the amount of money in your pension. So you may be mm. actually working for free. Wow. And so it definitely bears looking at to see if it really makes sense. Again, like Randy said, if you're gonna if you're thinking next year or the year after is what you were thinking for retirement, you may want to consider doing it this year. It may actually save you money. You may actually make more money to retire now than to hold out another year or two. Now, that's going to vary widely depending on how old you are, mm -hmm. what your Social Security looks like. A lot of different factors are going to come into play there as to whether or not it makes sense. But it's definitely worth having a discussion while we still have time. You know, and, and it being the the end of September here, you know, it's going to be close, but most people in this area at least get those new numbers in November. And then you have to make a decision by like December 1st. But mm -hmm. um, that's definitely something we're very familiar with that we're happy to talk about. Uh, you know, again, as we talk about all the time, it doesn't cost anything to come sit with us. Sure. And we can just take an evaluation of it and make sure that it makes sense to go ahead and wait a year or two. Now, if you're thinking five years from now, that's probably not something you need to worry too much about. But certainly the people in the next year or two are the ones that are really going to be affected by this. Yep. Yeah, that is a consideration that I really didn't think of, is that the higher interest rates can affect the value of what your pension is based on. So let's say that I am working right now, and I'm worried about that, but I think most pensions, you can take them at age 55. It depends on your individual pension. Would it be a wise idea, if you're concerned about that, to take the pension if you're still working and you plan to work a couple of years? I mean, can you take a pension and continue to work? Well, for most of these, no, you have to separate from employment employment before you can go ahead and get that lump sum. So it's a big consideration. It's not a decision that should be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are some folks around here in town that I can tell you right now that if they wait, it might cost them, and this is going to be an astonishing number, it might cost them 500 grand to wait. Wow. <laughs> so so I'm even just if saying, they're making good income at right, you know, right. 150000 a year, that's still three years worth of income. Right. That, that, you know, so it's definitely a consideration we want to look at. And I think that, you know, another another part that comes in here, there, there are a few pensions out there that you can take during when you're working. They have some special provisions. Right. But there are also some situations where if you're in a pretty in-demand position mm -hmm. where you can go ahead and retire and then come back on part-time. You get your right, pension, right. you lock that in, you get part-time. And again, there's a lot of considerations here, so don't take this blanketly because there, right. there, there are some, certain places where a lot of these rules are vary. So don't don't just take this to the bank. That's why we have to have our consultation and really make sure that we understand right. everything as it as it plays out. But there really are a lot of strategies, a lot of unique things that you can do planning-wise. So again, if you're thinking one to two and a half years you were going to retire, definitely think about, you know, reevaluate that a little bit. Let's talk. Let's just... Say, hey, here's what it's going to cost you to keep working. You never thought you'd hear that statement, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, for those people who are listening to the program, I mentioned that I do have a pension, but yet I am still working. So I am one of the few people who was able to do that. Mine was through a performing arts union, Screen Actors Guild, from my misspent youth. But nevertheless, I'm lucky in that I could do that. We're talking about pensions with uh, Randy and Jake Floyd, Floyd Financial Group. Randy and Jake, I mean, it's it appears that there's a lot more to taking a pension than just whether I should take it or not take it. Is this something that you do for folks regularly? I mean, is this part of what you do is help them decide when and how they should take their pension? 
Yes, absolutely. It's something that is a part of, you know, if you have a pension out there or the potential for one, it's something we must discuss at every consultation because we want to look again. If you have, if you're lucky enough to have the pension, that means you may have the three-legged stool rather than the two-legged stool like a lot of people have. Because, you know, today most people have just their 401k or 403b savings and then they have, uh, you know, social security. But if you have that pension, that is certainly a leg up on everybody else. (laughs) Man, the dad jokes here. I love it. I love it, Randy. I'm telling you, you're a regular Henny Youngman here. We're talking about pensions with Randy and Jake Floyd here of Floyd Financial Group. And if you don't have a pension in the next segment, I want to talk a little bit about what you can do to give yourself a pension, sort of a pension substitute. But for right now, obviously, if you have a pension, you've got questions about pensions or you have questions about your retirement, your wealth management. Randy and Jake uh, are offering the opportunity for you to come and sit down face to face and ask your individual questions and get your particular answer answers. No cost, no obligation for this financial plan. And to get yours, call 417-889-7233. 417-889-7233. Floyd Financial Group right here in Springfield, Missouri, the last bastion of sanity. You can also request it online at floydfinancialgroup.com. It's floydfinancialgroup.com. Time for a break. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about pensions when our show continues here on 104.1 FM KSGF, where Springfield comes to talk. Are you giving your Social Security dollars back to the government? It happens every day to people who don't have an effective Social Security strategy. The right plan for accessing your Social Security benefits can mean tens of thousands of dollars to you and your spouse's retirement income. Don't make the costly mistake of being unprepared in retirement. Call Floyd Financial Group now at 877-889-PLAN for a free Social Security optimization report. Take advantage of proven strategies to help maximize your Social Security benefits. You've paid into this system your entire career. Don't make the same mistakes that cost people tens of thousands of dollars of their hard-earned benefits. Call Floyd Financial Group right now at 877-889-PLAN and arm yourself with their Social Security Optimization Report. It's absolutely free, it's easy, and could dramatically change your retirement. Call Floyd Financial Group right now at 877-889-PLAN. That's 877-889-7526. Or go online to floydfinancialgroup.com. That's floydfinancialgroup.com. Do you currently have money invested in mutual funds? Are you aware of the potential hidden fees you could be paying? This is Randy Floyd here, founder of Floyd Financial Group. I recently had a client come into our office thinking they were paying 1% in fees to their mutual fund broker. Once we did a fee analysis on their portfolio, we uncovered that there were hidden transaction fees they had no idea they were paying because they didn't appear on their monthly statements. Instead of the 1% they thought they were paying, they were really paying close to 3%. And for them, that was $35,000 in fees. As an active traveler, that could have paid for several trips last year. Don't let this happen to you. After a lifetime of hard work, make sure that your nest egg is safe from hidden fees. Call Floyd Financial Group today for a complimentary consultation and fee analysis to uncover what hidden fees you may be paying. Call 877-889-PLAN. That's 877-889-7526. Or visit us online at floydfinancialgroup.com. Remember, it's time to take control of your money. People of the Ozarks, step away from the fishing pole and prepare to be shown the money. Because we're back with more Straight Talk with Randy Floyd. Welcome back, everybody. This is Randy and Jake. You're listening to Show Me the Money. And in this segment, we're going to kind of wrap things up. We've talked a lot, Jeff, about people that have pensions and the fact that really only 15% of the people do. And so what about the other 85% that have the 401k and Social Security? And then those that want to take the lump sum, what do we do and what can we do with that once we get it over here to create what I would call a personal pension? All right. So let's start with that one, Randy. If you've decided to take the lump sum, if you do have a pension, or let's say that uh, maybe you got a settlement from a lawsuit, or maybe you've won the lottery or something like that, can the same strategy apply there as if you had gotten a pension to create your own personal pension? Sure. So there's a lot of things that we can do. And again, one of the things that we do every day in here, because most people, 85% don't have a pension, you know, we are sitting down with them figuring out, okay, here's the money that you've saved. Here's the money in your 401k. Here's the money in your Roth. Here's your social security. Here's your rental income. Here's how many cattle 
cattle you got and how many calves they have each year. All those different things that come into creating income. So we sit down and we have this conversation with people multiple, multiple times every week. So let's talk a little bit more about how we go about building incomes that people cannot outlive. You know, for most people that come in the door here, they've done a really good job saving. They've funded their 401k, they've gotten their company match, and they have a pretty good chunk of change that they've saved. And they come in, and many times uh, it's the first time when they're about ready to retire that they've really thought about that money and what does it really mean to me in income and how long is this money going to last? And, you know, how do I set this up to make it sustainable are a lot of the questions, you know, that we get. And, And it's really something, like I said, we do it every day here, but most people do it once in a lifetime, right? Right. And so it's just not something that they have a really good handle on. So, you know, as we sit down and we talk to people and we look at all these different moving parts, we have tools that we get to use. Some of them are straight up, you know, sometimes it's stock market. There are some people that say, I'll never put any money in the stock market. There are those that like things that are linked to the market, but set up to where, you know, they can't lose money when the market goes down. We have setups where there are buffers we can put in place to where if the market's down 10 or 15%, they don't participate. We have some setups where there's no market risk and we are still able to get, you know, income and returns linked to the market. And then there's CDs and there's bonds and there's everything in between there. Mm -hmm. And so as people come in and we sit down, we find out, you know, really what makes them tick, what they're comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with. And I always tell them that my job is to really get to understand them and know what they need and what they're trying to accomplish and then design a program around that so that they can go and you know live their years in retirement and not worry about looking over their shoulder and the fact that they need to know that we're not going to make a huge mistake we're not going to do that we're not going to swing for the fences that we're going to take good care of their money that they've worked for for their whole life and that's really where everything all the conversations start and we develop a relationship and really roll up our sleeves and get to know those people and really what's important to them yeah i think as your age goes up your risk tolerance comes down and I've spoken to people in my neighborhood and that is exactly what they're telling me is that as they get older, their risk tolerance is a lot less than it used to be. Are there pension substitutes that you can design for people where the risk is very low? But I would imagine if you do that, also your return's going to be low. Yeah, so that's one of the things we always have to look at is we sit down and we talk with people. Are you looking for, we look at this two ways. Number one, we say, okay, We can build plans that will say, you know, when the market is up, it'll capture 50, 60, 70% of the upside because we're always trying to get as much upside. Everybody wants to make a good return, right? And then we're looking also, though, when retirement to how do we mitigate the risk? Because if I'm, say I'm taking a 5% withdrawal off of my investments, and we have like we've had this year where the markets come along straight up, the market's down probably nearly 20% year to date. So that means if I spent five and I'm down 20, I'm going to be down 25 at the end of the year. Can I afford that? Is that something that is within my risk tolerance, number one, that doesn't keep me awake at night? And number two, can I recover from that? So as we sit down and we're talking to people and and we really get underneath the hood and figure out what's important to them, we can build portfolios with almost no risk or we can build them with lots of risk. But I will tell you this, for us, you know, our average person here is probably 65 to 67, retired, and they don't want a lot of risk. They just want to know that they're going to stay retired and they're going to keep getting a monthly paycheck. And so we use all the tools that are out there that are available to help them achieve that result. And we're not opposed to any tool out there. We just want to use the best tool for the job at the time. And one thing to note is that changes quite often, especially in the situation we're in right now. You'd mentioned CDs and money markets among some of the pension alternative tools there, but those really don't pay very much these days. What are some of the other tools that you might use to create a pension substitute? Yeah, so we have, you know, we can use, and again, right now with the way everything is kind of turned upside down, I won't point out just exactly what we would use and in in what measure. But, you know, we'll use stocks, we'll use bonds, we'll use certain types of annuities. There's certain types of annuities that are what we call surrender-free that allow us to have some protection and build some downside protection and can make sure that we participate when markets are good. We have some annuities that give us no downside risk. Uh, We get a little less of the upside, but we still can make good returns there. We're very selective about any type of annuity contract that we use because most of them we feel are skewed 
skewed too much in favor of the company that issues them. Okay. And we want it to be skewed more <laughs> to the to the side of our client where we can. And so we look very hard at all the options that are out there. Same way with any market item or any bond that's out there. Real estate investment trusts, you know, I've really, uh, since the uh, probably the late 2000s, haven't been very excited about most real estate investment trusts. Right, I'm sure right. there's probably some good ones out there, but by and large, there's just too many people getting paid out of your money. You have the real estate cost itself, then you have the property manager, then you have the people managing it, people, you know, and there's just the, the investors have to get paid. So it's like you got five layers of people that have to get paid. So we're not huge fans of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's one, one thing, one other thing I'd like to add there, too. So it kind of makes sense to me. And, and, and think about this for a little bit. The federal government thinks it's important that they have an insurance program for your pension. The FDIC thinks it's important that they have an insurance program for your deposits. You buy insurance for your house. You buy insurance for your car. Once in a while, you might want to buy some insurance for your income. Right, right. Just some food for thought. Yeah. I'm not saying you put it all that way, but I will say this, that a well-thought-out plan, which is what we're going to do here, and a well-spelled-out plan, and a well-discussed plan, and understood plan, is what we try to do here. And we, we build these plans any way that you want. What we want to do is we want to build plans that meet people right where they are. And so we have all the tools in the toolbox, and we will do that. So our discussion really is... It's just about, you know, what kind of income do you need? How much risk are you willing to take? What keeps you awake at night? Right. Let's avoid the things that keep you awake at night. Let's give you some <laughs> let's give you some some rest and some yeah. some good sleep, right? <laughs> we don't want retirement to be a white knuckle ride. Right. We want, to, we want you to be able to do the things that you want to do and not have to worry about the finance side of it. Yeah, you talked about a white knuckle ride there during the show today. If there's a little bing that people hear once in a while, it's all of these notifications coming into my computer telling me about price drops in uh, real estate and their fifteen, twenty thousand dollars You talked about real estate investment trust there. I think we're in for a little pain as far as real estate goes. Uh, we'll continue with that pain, right? Oh yeah, I think we will for a while. I think we're just actually getting started. I just think there's quite a bit more to come. And again, I, I'm not saying this to be negative. It's not about that. It's about let's face reality let's look at the lemons that were being handed here and let's make the best lemonade and get through this yeah. and get to the other side. And we have an obligation to call out some of the places where we see potential danger. You know, if I, mm -hmm. if I know things and I don't tell anybody, you know, that it doesn't do anything, anybody any good. So we're not, again, not trying to panic people, but yeah, there's the housing market's probably going to be, you know, a little soft here. Uh, we haven't seen any of the big players have problems yet. And I think before we'll find a bottom in the housing market, that's going to have to happen. There's going to have to be some of these builders that have 50, 60 houses, not able to cope with the prices going down. Right. You know? And then once we, once we have that happen, that'll bring prices down, but then we'll be able to start to find a bottom there. It'll probably happen in conjunction with the stock market over mm -hmm. the same period. We've been talking about pensions with Randy and Jake Floyd here at Floyd Financial Group. We got off on a little side road there about real estate. We'll talk about that in the future. Once again, if you are concerned about your pension or any lump sum payout and you're looking for a way to make it last as long as you do with a risk tolerance that you can withstand, call Randy Jake at Floyd Financial Group and get your no-cost, no-obligation financial review, which could lead to a financial plan. It is no-cost, no-obligation, and most importantly, no-judgment. Randy and Jake will meet you where you are. Call 417-889-7233. 417-889-7233. You can also request your plan online at floydfinancialgroup.com. That's floydfinancialgroup.com. Gentlemen, out of time for this week, I want to thank you for your time. Most of all, I want to thank our listeners for joining us. For Randy and Jake, I'm Jeff Shade. Get out, have a great weekend. This great part of the country that we live in. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Show Me the Money right here on 104.1 FM KSGF, where Springfield comes to talk. The retirement professionals at Floyd Financial Group don't understand why so many retirees have to go to a bunch of different places just to get their financial affairs in order when they're all so interconnected. With access to more information than ever before, it's important to work with an advisor who helps secure and grow your wealth while helping you be better prepared to make decisions that help you reach your goals for retirement. They are fiduciaries who actively manage your money with their sole focus on you and your personal situation. So call Floyd Financial Group today at 877-889-PLAN to schedule your complimentary retirement review. 
In today's world, it doesn't make sense to work with a financial professional who can't offer you a full breadth of services. You've worked hard to save, and now you deserve more value from your advisor. At Floyd Financial Group, they start by putting their focus on you and your goals for retirement. Then, they work with you to help build and maintain an integrated strategy for your future. Schedule your complimentary review today by calling 877-889-PLAN. That's 877-889-7526. Or go online to floydfinancialgroup.com. Nowadays, 401ks are a part of life. Chances are you or your spouse have a current one or even an old one that's tied to some long-forgotten job. I'm Randy Floyd of the Floyd Financial Group here to ask you an important question about your 401k. Do you know your options, your fees, and if you're maxing out the benefits? If you want to know more about your 401k inside and out, call 877-889-PLAN for a complimentary review. That's 877-889-7526 or visit us online at floydfinancialgroup.com.